Episode nine. We've got it's a second episode of the off season, if we're counting NFL as our main season. Although XFL is kind of throwing a little wrench into it. We maybe talk about that, but we've got a little boxing coming up. We got a little hockey, got a little golf, some baseball. Mm. Maybe even a touch on basketball entertainment. So I think we've got some interesting things coming at this, you. This is a cool time of year in the sports industry or sports world because it's like the end of football and that kind of stuff. And then now we're getting towards like more of like the postseason of basketball and then mm-hmm. the start of like golf and baseball. And- Which neither you or I are huge basketball people, but yeah. March Madness is when you can kind of get yeah. into it. Even I didn't watch any of the games this weekend, but looking back, there were a lot of interesting stuff, some big upsets. It's kind of like basketball knows it's their stage right now and they step it up a notch. So Exactly. Um, Good for them as they should. But I'll tell you one thing. What you gonna tell me? Over the weekend I went snowboarding for the first time. Ooh, where'd you go? Mass Nutton. Went okay. batch trip. And I was surrounded by a bunch of dudes who were very good. <laughs> so it's like this weird dynamic of I was very new, first time going, and yeah. then everyone else was like on the black slopes. Did you fall on the lift? Uh, not like getting on, but getting off. Okay. So Mastodon, like, first of all, Mastodon's very dumb, in my opinion, because when you get off the lift, it's just a straight drop. Oh, really? So literally, you like jump off the lift with your snowboard and just straight drop down. So yeah, I did eat pretty hard. Both Wait, times. so are you saying you go straight down the mountain, or it's just a steep ramp to get off the lift? Steep ramp to get off. There was a lot of momentum you got off that left. <laughs> so I finally got the hang of it after mm-hmm. a few tries. I've seen a lot of falling down. Yeah. I had some good coaches, but I really got the hang of it. I had a couple of decent runs Ooh. on the green. So got was up for like 30 plus seconds for one. Nice. Um, so it was fun. First time being out there. And the second time I was doing another pretty decent run. And well, well everything's relative. But for yeah. me, like staying up, maneuvering a little bit. Like Getting some cars On a in. snowboard. Yeah. 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 Throwing and some then, powder. And then it was like, it was muddy on the right-hand side. My snowboard caught the mud. And I just whiplash back. <laughs> and it was, it like scared me for the rest of the day. And then my buddies go, they go, hey, you're kind of picking up really fast. Let's go on the blues. And so I, for they're literally three hours within me ever snowboarding yeah and i was like okay yeah why not and this is right after i fell and so we go up to the blues and that was a nightmare really disaster it was just too fast like i just didn't have enough control to be up there the hardest thing about learning snowboarding or snowboarding with people who are learning whether it's snowboarding or skiing is if you're skiing and you you hit like a slow green and there's like a catwalk or something you have poles and you can keep moving if you yeah. hit that on a snowboard you're bunny hopping or unstrapping moving correct which is really tough i remember yeah i kind of ditched caitlin like the first time she was learning because i was like i mean I, I just can't keep doing this right now yeah so yeah so i it was cool like they we like uh um Went back and forth. So like one yeah. person would help me here and there. But yeah, they got a ton of runs and like they were all in the blacks and like just how's the body feeling? Awful. Oh. Yeah, dude. The next day I woke up and I could like my neck was so sore. And so I go, you know what's a good idea? Let's play two hours of tennis. So I played two hours of tennis yesterday. Saying. <laughs> yeah, well, shout out. Speaking of tennis, Djokovic. Yes. Set the record. You said it was uh, 378 for weeks. 378 for weeks. For staying on top, like number one world ranking. For men and like women. longest either way. Yeah, man I or think female. he holds the men's record anyway, like three hundred weeks. But this around was the longest that it had been for a men women's and record. Women's. Yeah, yeah. So the longest That's someone nuts. stayed number one in professional tennis. Three hundred and seventy-eight weeks. Yeah, over a year. Yeah, 
378 weeks. Is, I, mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert in math, but that's like over seven years. Just barely over a year. <laughs> but no, wow. Yeah, that's true. That's over seven years, right? Yeah. Or like, yeah, right, at right around seven take, years. Yeah. yeah, Wow. That's nuts, though. That is insane. Yeah, he's, he's an absolute monster. And that's one thing. I want to start watching more tennis. Okay. And like playing more. I love, that's what I played yesterday. I just love getting out there because it's like, I feel like I'm getting better. But mm -hmm. I also, it's great exercise. Like I, yeah. two hours of good exercise. Like summer 2020, got into playing a good bit. Mm -hmm. um, have a friend uh, who played in college, and so we'd go and had a group of us, and we would play like a good bit. And it yeah. was such good exercise. It was really fun. I'm not like that good at it, but I'm not horrible at it either. And so it was just fun, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but then it kind of dropped off. So should we hit back, some? We, we probably should. Yeah, we, we should, should hit that hit back some. up. Yeah. Um, and full swing. That actually helped my I tennis. Need, you, it did? Yeah, the not documentary. Yeah. Dude, I was playing well, tennis yesterday, and I, there was, I was like, mindset, mindset. <laughs> Speaking of full, some people have been asking, what are we going to do after NFL? Uh, and part of our plan all along was to start having guests on. And so one of the early guests is one of the buddies who's getting into the tennis podcasting oh, space. He's been doing this. some reaction videos um, for that documentary. And so I think that'll be fun. Maybe that'll inspire us a little bit more. I think so. Does he play so. tennis or does he just talk about it? Uh, pretty much just talks about it. <laughs> he's gotten into it, but he's connected with a lot of really yeah. some stud tennis players out there. And so that's that could cool. be fun. Uh, and then Jake Paul, Tommy Fury fight happened. Yes. Uh, so quick thoughts on it. Tommy Fury won by a split uh -huh. decision. I think a lot of people coming in either thought Jake Paul was a scam or right. Tommy Fury wasn't a real boxer. It seemed like almost everyone was thinking that one of them Either, either side of it just wasn't the real deal. Right. It was a good fight. I personally, it was an eight-round fight instead of a 12-round fight. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen 12 rounds yeah. because I think maybe we would have seen a little bit of splitting at the end, see if someone stands out more. Um, but Tommy Fury won by a split decision. I think it was clear to everyone who thought that one of them wasn't that good right. that they're on the same level. Maybe neither one of them are on like top-tier level sure. yet, which yeah, is totally yeah. fair. But yeah. Tommy Fury is more than just Love Island, and Jake Paul's more than YouTube. I guess is, yeah. is what the unanimous outcome of this fight well, was. I, I, I will say this: as much as I, I don't really like the Paul brothers, yeah, I am very impressed. Like Jake Paul went from just kind of like a personality to just like a hardcore boxer. He's, he's like, a real boxer. He is a real. Boxer. He's a real boxer. Yeah, and like the workouts and like just whole nine yards. Yeah, he just jumped dove, dove right into it. Kind of like what we're gonna do once we turn thirty five with golf. Very similar. <laughs> you just have to figure out how to sell companies before. <laughs> yeah, very similar. I think for a while uh, I wasn't actually sure if this fight was gonna happen. It did. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know if I actually really care to see a rematch or not. If I do, I definitely want it to be a twelve round match though. Yeah. Um. I would kind of. I'm kind of on Jake Paul's side now. Really? I kind of. I kind of want to see him make a little bit of a run into professional boxing. Like yeah. have some a couple legit wins. I kind of want both of them to to have a little bit of a run, and maybe maybe that's it. Both of them establish themselves as real boxers, right. and then there's a rematch. It's a 12 round match. That could be pretty cool. That could be cool. How much was the PPV? Uh it was 80 bucks. Okay. So tough. Uh, yeah, I didn't end up getting it. Yeah, I watched I a watched YouTube live stream reaction. So I couldn't actually see the fight, just saw someone reacting to it. And then I went back and watched the fight afterwards. Because that's the thing is like, am I going to spend 80 bucks to watch it by myself? It's different if there's a group of people together right. when I can just wait, follow it on Twitter and YouTube yeah. and then come back a couple hours later and watch the fight. Yeah. So that's what I'm sure with like 10 guys and you split it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe next fight we'll do that. So in the golf world, mm -hmm. 
the PGA Championship has become the last major in the last few days to allow uh, exemptions. So to allow some of the live players to play in the PGA Championship this year. So how many majors can they play in now? Is it just all four? All PGA four now? was the last one. Yeah. I mean, days. I th they had to. The PGA, even though they tried to double down and say that they weren't going to be allowed, I mean, yeah. they had to. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like exemption wise, like who actually gets in. Like I don't mm -hmm. know if they're, I don't know if they've announced this yet, but if, if they're going to do like everyone in the top hundred gets invited automatically, and the last fifty spots are, are qualified for. Right? Or, or do you think there's going to be something that's tied to PGA tournaments, and so people who had qualified in past years get in, and then you have to play more PGA to get. You see what I'm saying? Maybe. Like if you're not qualified yeah. based off of your live performance, but off of your last PGA as a way of continually like bringing players back into the PGA. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough because obviously they can't play in the PGA tournaments, the PGA's normal tournaments. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Where if it's solely off of majors and you want to play more majors, yeah. then maybe it forces players back into normal PGA tournaments instead of live. Right. And, but and but and I mean, it's knows, hard to compete yeah. with the money. So. Who knows if the PGA will even like let that happen? It'll be interesting to see if there's anyone who goes to the live and then back to... The PGA. Like apparently they're thinking Kepka might do it. Here's my thought. The PGA can try to act like they've got a leg up, yeah. but they don't. Like they're going to let anyone back in. They I can put up so a strong too. face and be like, no, I'm not going back to Tradition. that X. I'm not going back to that X. Yeah. And it's like, but I still really like you. Yeah. It's like the 15 year old uh, high school girl who's like went back to her ex four times. <laughs> yeah. That's and then be her the ex number five goes, I've changed. And she's like, no, you haven't. And he's like, yes, you have. And she's like, okay. That's PGA. <laughs> That's PGA, PGA in a nutshell right there. <laughs> and then uh, Liv, they actually played their first, I guess, quote-unquote tournament yeah. uh, over the what weekend the as purse, well. was the purse, like $7 billion for it? <laughs> yeah. Eight, actually. No, it was $25 million was the purse just for just... Solid, just uh, for like the lowest After rent. all these contracts, like, just to play oh. in the tournaments, I'm pretty sure, like, there's no cuts. I'm pretty sure you win money just for playing in the tournament. That's I don't know, nuts. but um, I, didn't, I didn't really follow it at all, but... Um, I think Charles Howell the third won it, and then a lot of the people like Kepka, Mickelson, uh, Neiman, a lot of them played in it. They mm -hmm. just didn't finish top five, but that's pretty interesting. That's would you go to a live event? Like if it was in Florida, and you huh. had a chance? Like I'm gonna be honest, probably. Yeah. I. I don't have enough moral qualms with it that I wouldn't go. <laughs> It's like, where do you draw the line? In the yeah, I'm like, I mean, let's be honest, though. This is a hot topic. But if you went to the NFL owners, if you went to all of these super rich sports franchise owners, and you're going to find a lot of shady stuff that you don't agree with. Oh there. My so at what point do you have to draw the line? I don't know. I actually really don't know where I stand on that. I just think that yeah. it's very easy to look at one side of it and be like, whoa. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's, you so, know what I mean? Yeah, it, I, 100%. Because you, you know, a lot of, especially these really rich owners and yeah. like the companies that are like major sponsors in the PJ Tour. Mm -hmm. I read an article one time, like some of them are Saudi backed and like, uh, that's fun. Yeah. So it's like, and then you go to different, yeah. It's it, just, it's not clear cut. Yeah. But however you look at it, it's kind of, it's, it's hilarious though, the difference between last year, like 12 months ago. And then right now with Liv, because it was like, oh, this is a joke. They're just paying people tons of money. It's not going to work out. And then now it's like, oh my gosh, like it's it's working out and it yeah. might continue to work out and kind of divides. I, I hate that it kind of divides golf, but yeah. So 
Remember how we talked, Joe, the other day and on the pod about, and you were like, Will Chamberlain's 100-point record will never be broken. I didn't say it would never be broken. I just said it was very impressive. It, well, you said it was one of the like most one unbreakable, of, right? One of the most impressive. Okay. So we had Damian Lillard, who scored 71 last night, Sunday. Well, you know what they say. If you're trying to go for a 100-point game, if you get 71 one game, and then you get 29 the next game, then you win. You get the record. Oh, wait, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It has been one game. So but they're 71% of the way there. No, they're not because it resets. So they just didn't make it. They're 0% of the way that there. That game, that game, they're 71% of the way there. And then didn't make it's it. Logic. And so they failed. That's and they're back at the starting Jack. line. They're back at the starting line now, still not having made it. And yeah. guess what? They're no closer today than they were yesterday. There's been, okay, there's been eight uh, players. Do you disagree? Is that not logic? It's kind of logic, but there's been eight players who have scored more than 70 points in the NBA. And I just. Active players? No, 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 total. Oh, interesting. But Continue. I think, here, here you go. I think in the next 10 years, it's going to double. Okay. So. I think anyway. the Cowboys are going to win a Super Bowl in the next 20 years. Fair enough. Yeah, he was just draining them. He's just draining them. That, I mean, that, that's impressive. Props to this team. 71 points. 71's insane. So I don't want to, just because of the Wilt record and my pride, I'm not going to belittle this accomplishment. Big deal. Last sports little update we have for today is the Bruins goalie scoring. And we've got, oh, I've got a little our, feature for you. Our guy Scott Morrill's going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> so my cousin, a.k.a. the third, a.k.a. Iceman, <laughs> a.k.a. huge Boston sports fan. Got it. A.k.a. someone who wants to sing the praises of the unsung heroes mm -hmm. has uh, joined us via video to to talk about this oh so, i love this here we go let's hit up the little ice man right now oh i like this which by the way is he i was like do you want to blog your name and you want to go real name he's like well uh because he was a kicker he's like there was like a few weeks in high school where people called me ice man he's like I, I wouldn't hate a comeback <laughs> i'm like i think i That's, think that needs to happen yeah, so ice man let's go if we're going to talk about this week in sports we cannot ignore what happened saturday night Linus Olmark of the Boston Bruins, the league-leading Boston Bruins, Stanley Cup favorite Boston Bruins, uh, scored a goal, which you might think happens quite often with an empty net, but it really doesn't. Only nine times has a goalie shot it from their end, and it has gone into the net. There have been other instances where the goalie gets credited for the goal, but only nine times has he shot it from their end of the ice into the empty net on the other side. Uh, and to put that in perspective, there's only been 23 perfect games in Major League Baseball history. And in the 105-year history of the NHL, we're talking about something that's only happened nine times. Huh. So uh, pretty nuts, in right? the midst of a season that feels like everything is going right for the Bruins or, you know, Team of Destiny vibes, uh, it's pretty cool to see Linus get in his moment. Then he takes it to a whole other level. Guy takes the normal route after somebody scores a goal. What do you go and do? You go and tap gloves with the entire bench. <laughs> The spectacle was incredible. Highly recommend anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about to go see it. And if you want to hop on the hockey bandwagon, we welcome you uh, in Beantown. <laughs> Dude, I straight up want to get on the hockey bandwagon. That's awesome. I Even before this incident, I love hockey. I just need to watch it more. Me too. Uh, I just I didn't so grow fun. up watching it. That's, yeah, that's the problem. Like I grew up in South Hill, Virginia. Yeah. Like we, no one watched hockey. I had a couple friends, I grew up in South Carolina and I had a couple, like two of my best friends played hockey growing up, which is wild. But I mean, that's nuts. Perfect yeah. games, 23 perfect games in MLB history. Yeah. And this has only happened nine times. All right. So first of all, I love the video. Yeah. 
Shout out Iceman. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to be a regular occurrence. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so walk with, because I didn't see this. So walk through the scenario. It was, I imagine, end of the game, third period. Yeah, Bruins were playing Vancouver up okay. by one. Okay. And so the shot was pretty sick. Okay. So empty net, obviously trying to get a score and tie up the game. Uh, the goalie just lobs it over everyone's head. It was like, like a soccer lob. I mean, the equivalent. Yeah. Wow. Like takes it probably two thirds to three fourths of the ice just over everyone's head, drops in, boom, oh, scores. That is it awesome. Was, dude, it was crisp. So it was, yeah. I was about to say, with all the, I mean, even all the players on the ice, because if they pulled their goalie, they had six people on the ice. Vancouver did, yeah, because they traded for a player. So I was like, how does that even, does it go through everyone's legs? <laughs> like, no, he just cleared everyone. Ever it was just boom, dropping in over everyone's head. It was nice. I it would nice. like to see, like, I'll send you the video. I would it's like nice. to see how many attempts. How many times that goalies actually tried to score? Mm. Like what? I wonder what that percentage is. Like I guess if it was yeah. eight or nine of goalies that have actually like shot it in, I wonder what the percentage is of like attempts. It's got to be a lot higher than that. Oh, but I mean, yeah. think about probability. Even with an empty net, you either have to clear everyone's head and still drop it in. Oh, yeah. to the net, which is very impressive, or somehow give it like get it through everyone's legs. Like that's not happening yeah. either. So yeah, yeah. I mean, this um, is not a freaking. College shorty party. Yeah. So uh, I think I said that was the last sports thing. I lied. I want to talk about baseball a little bit. Yeah. So the spring ball, not that exciting, but MLB pitch clock. Mm. Have you seen what's been happening with that? This is so interesting to me. I have because obviously I played baseball through yeah. college and, and it, it just goes against everything you're taught almost. So that's my thing. They're trying to speed up baseball. Which I don't which, hate. I don't hate. Yeah. It's fair. It's long. I do think there are some elements of if the game is what it is, can you really just change it, make it more TV friendly? Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. But baseball, baseball is such a like ritualistic, like mm -hmm. you have your own rhythm kind of sport that now you've got eight seconds to get in the batter's box, yes. ready to go. And these guys that have been playing ball for 20, 30 yeah. years, a lot of them, like that's a hard rhythm to break. And I'm just, I don't know. I'll be curious to see how that looks. And so like for, uh, cause spring ball can end in tie. And so in the Braves game, uh, the bases were loaded and there was a strikeout called with two strikes because he didn't get in the box ready in eight seconds and the game just ends. Yeah. He walked apparently like, the, yeah, like cause yeah. he thought it was like the umpire like pointed, thought he was signaling to walk, started going to first base and he's like, no, like that strike three. So he struck out to end the game with two strikes because, because of, of the eight seconds. Because he didn't get in the box ready Who, to go in eight seconds. Where's that timer? Does the umpire have it? Is it like a shot clock? I bet like, it's because I know in, in college baseball, they'd had like a minute or something. Maybe it was less between pitches. And that was out in the outfield and behind home plate. And so I'm, I assume it's something similar. But yeah, it's it, it'll be interesting, especially with like signs and stuff. I guess mm -hmm. there's not that many signs in professional baseball, but I think it's just more of the rhythm that you do over time. That's become your thing. Like take a couple it's deep such breaths. a mental yeah, game that is. then to add, make sure you're in the box ready to go in eight seconds. It'll be that's a steep learning curve. I, I say we make it's, it, happened, it's happened twice already. Where yeah. it's gonna strike. I say we make it four seconds. We just really here's the key, right? You can't you, leave the batter's Yeah, box. you can't leave. It's four seconds. And then by the time the regular season comes back, it's eight. And I, so they're there. Basically, we're trying to make the MLB the XFL. Yeah. Which but, that is kind of interesting. Have you watched any games as a side note? No, I have not. I've watched a couple. I like what they're kind of doing where it's right after NFL season when people are in withdrawals. Uh, saw AJ McCarron slinging the ball. Oh, uh, Kickoffs are weird. So 
Not yeah. not to go down that rabbit trail. But. No, but I really think on the baseball side, they do need to speed it up because comparatively to the other sports, like even the NBA, NFL, like, I, I don't know. It's so weird because an NFL game is like three and a half hours. Yeah. So it's like, you don't really need to speed it up. It's just almost like you need more action. But at what point are you trying to create a different game? Like the yeah. a baseball game is not going to compete with an NBA game if you're looking for high scoring action, all that stuff. If you are, you're making baseball not what I think a lot of people right. like about the game. And so I'm all for trying to speed it up a little bit more. Yeah. I think when analytics have been added so much into the game, it slowed it down a lot. Um, I mean, with think about how many pitching changes, stuff, all the yeah. shifts, all of these things. And so there does need to be some way of combating that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Call me a traditionalist. I just, I we, we can like talk a lot about that. Cause I have some varying opinions both yeah, ways. I'm sure we're going to have a lot more once the season yeah. starts. We but, see how it's working. Uh, another offseason move, Manny Machado, 11 years, $350 million. And he's, he's already pretty old. So that's, that's got him into yeah, his forties. Manny Machado is, I think he's about to turn 31. So the Padres are just spending money, which I mean, trying to get some so, dubs. I have an interesting take on this. Yeah. I think it's so stupid. Like Manny Machado is a great player. Don't get me wrong. Phenomenal player. Why in American sports do we wait to like pay these guys and give them these big contracts? And like, it runs out when he's like almost 42, they said. Yeah. Like, uh, no offense, Manny Machado, but like from 36 I mean, to 42, he can only be but so effective. I don't know. I mean, look at Albert Pujols. He's like, what, 57? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. is good. That's a good point. Yeah, he can't uh, even, I mean, I feel like he baseball, can't even can like run. He's yeah. like jogging. <laughs> but uh, did you know. see the video? I was like, am I going to get on this rabbit trail? The video of him pitching no. Albert Pujols. Huh. You should watch it at some point. Uh, I guess he just... You know, you're taking boxes in your career at that point. Yeah, dude. it's hilarious. I mean, he has had a heck of a career too. Um, but anyway, yeah, and and a lot of interesting. It'll be kind of a cool MLB season. Yeah. I mean, Trey Turner to the Phillies, like, and Bryce Harper's another one of the contracts that, I guess, from a player's perspective, they want to be in a place for a long time, and so they request these long contracts. I imagine. Yeah. It's longer contracts. You want to know that you can spend the rest of your career at one place if right. you want to. Yeah. You're, you're paid, but, you're set, you're ending your career there. Yeah. But Harper's like, he had such a behemoth contract. But I will say, when he hit that go ahead home run mm -hmm. to take him to the World Series, yeah. everyone was like, it was That's worth it. it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the, the, the thing with baseball, too, is salary cap, if you have enough money, doesn't really mean anything. You know what I mean? Why do they have so much money? Uh, owners or salary cap? What are we talking about? Salary cap for baseball. I mean, it's just not penalized the same way that football is. Mm. You can just pay the luxury tax and keep going. Like the Yankees. Um, like, yeah, it's yeah. the classic Yankees and other teams are doing it, which it's interesting being a Braves fan is always the exact opposite approach where they have really good farm teams and they don't pay overpay players. Like, um, like sometimes can you keep someone like Dansby Swanson yeah. having to leave where they're right. starting to pay people a little bit more than they used to, but it's just the very polar opposite approach and yeah i don't i mean it clearly both of them work because yeah um championships like money ball um last thing on baseball though close to home south carolina scored 49 runs over the weekend they set a uh, series really? record yeah wow 49 that's so the game friday yeah. saturday sunday yeah, yeah. yeah. they're three and oh scored 49 um, runs and at the same time old clumpson got swept by ucf <laughs> and then the ucf team ran down the hill at death valley oh it's my god classic just trolling Clemson's them so traditionally 
very good at baseball too. They're they're up traditionally okay. Not oh, really? as good as South Carolina. I mean, well, so I'm hoping that this is maybe us getting back on top. There were uh, 40 season, forty consecutive seasons that South Carolina had 20 wins and 20 consecutive seasons they had 40 wins. Wow. Yeah, and then they won like the back-to-back championships, played yeah, for like a too. third. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so like we always ran the house with Clemson. Then kind of, I mean, Clemson was up there, but South Carolina was just always better. Um, and then the last few years have fallen off. And so it's it's weird though, because as a South Carolina fan, it's a failed season if you're not in Omaha at the end. Yeah, which they're is, they're very good, but it's like I said, Clemson traditionally is is always competing for the for Omaha as well. Yeah, yeah, they're always like a super regional team yeah. at least. A which lot that'd be hosting. fun. I enjoy watching the uh, the College World Series. I know, me too. Yeah. Did you see the other day? And I forgot exactly what team, but one guy hit two grand slams in the same inning. The same inning. This, college baseball. The same exact inning. I mean, first of all, I've never hit a grand slam. That would be that would be kind of the peak of my career. But for him to hit two, that's pretty crazy. Oh my gosh. Well, back to South Carolina. Quick shout out to the women's basketball team. We are a women's basketball score school. It is the only thing that we win at, apparently. Interesting. Uh, but they're the last undefeated team in college basketball. I saw a senior day, and I think the seniors record was it was like 130 or something crazy and eight. Like, Women's basketball is a weird sport. Yeah. For multiple reasons, but it's a weird sport because like you have like these unbelievable dynasty teams. It is weird. Like UConn? Yeah, it, it's almost Notre Dame. It's it's like the very top level talent is just so much better than Correct. the rest of the league where that's not the case in and like college, college basketball. basketball. No, but it's like it must just be like like for I don't know like percentage of women who play basketball whatever but yeah you're right like there's like your top 10 players in the country out of high school and then typically those are eight of them are on the top two teams yes which is so i don't know i don't really watch a lot so i'm not very qualified to speak i watch every but that's impressive to be the last undefeated team yeah no that's cool shout out them yeah that's cool all right and then in entertainment news is it saga or is it the screen actor guild 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 Association, something like that. You're exactly right. something. Anyway, yeah. Those awards, I saw Jason Bateman won Best mm, yep. Outstanding Man, and then Jennifer Coolidge, and sounds a lot like of people he's winning. doing better. Uh, that snowmobile, remember? That snowmobile? was Jeremy Renner. So, <laughs> I mean, I, right? I, yeah. Fair enough. Go, fair Jason. Enough, fair, fair enough. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't obviously watch because I don't really care that much, yeah. but like TV. Uh, yeah. Which I know you wanted to talk about OBX season three, which I haven't seen yet. So no so, spoilers, but right, you can so guess. This is how it ends for those of the. Yeah. <laughs> Plug your ears, no. Joe. So I've watched eight out of the first 10 episodes and it took everything in me not to watch the final two at 10 p.m. last night. That's impressive. Dude. It, yeah. It took everything in me. I, but Well, I can't start and then stop it. So I, I was like, I'm going to wait on one of my buddies and we're going to binge it. Nice. So. Yeah, it's cool. But, but anyway, I thought it's been very cheesy. But it's I love time, it though. Who cares? Correct. At the same time, it's good. It's a good. It's a. It's a yeah. good cheesy. I'm not watching it for this crazy plot line no. or something. I'm like, oh, it's a quality. Like I watch TV to be yeah. entertained. I want to see like, no, you don't, Topper. I want to see more of that. <laughs> you know, you love the idea of me. Hey, no, no spoilers. I'm yeah. not listening. <laughs> no, that was that was season one, I think. No, no, I didn't know if it was coming back. Can't spoil anything. Oh, who knows? Let's just say maybe. Uh, and then the last topic less entertainment wise was the global, the largest yes. global work week, four day work week study results came out. 
which I thought were very interesting because it said, I think it was around 96, 97% of the, the companies that participated were going to keep it going. Uh, productivity was up. Engagement was up. Burnout was down. Retention was up. Like across the board, every statistic was better with the four week than the five week. Very interesting. I'm a firm believer that sometimes I overdo things and then the quality goes down when I do it. If I were to narrow yeah. back, I would be more effective, more productive. So I agree with this. One thought I do have though, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. Do you think there's elements of it where as an employee or someone, it's a test or early stages and I double down and I work hard and show that a four day work week can be better than a five day work week, which I agree with. But then once that becomes normal, it's like the bar lowers back down and you slack off in the same way that you would before. I know that sounds harsh, but what I'm meaning is like, is it, are the results as crazy as they are because people are showing that four days can be better than five? Probably. And that it'll taper off and maybe yeah. be close to the same? Probably. Yeah. So I also will say it wasn't a massive study. So I read a decent amount on this actually just because mm -hmm. benefit-wise, it's pretty interesting because a company could say that they have a four-day work week and that's a huge benefit. Right. Like think about it. Like, yeah. Like if you're like, hey, you know, you can work 35, 40 hours a week, but you only have to work these four days. It's huge. Yeah. So anyway, I, I was like, it was a UK study. I think there's 59 companies that participated in the study. And yeah, it was a huge percentage of them. Like either, I forgot how they class, they classified it. So it was going to be high, the study, yeah. but like only like, and I say only, but like 25% it's permanent. And the other like 60% or something or whatever, 70%, would probably do it again. Mm, that's, that's kind of they, that's kind of how they structured that that study. But I will say, I I don't know if four week is necessarily the answer. I think it should be an option though. Yeah, you know, like I, I think a lot of people would be like, I will bust my little little rump. Yeah, for four days to have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. But some people might not. Some people might be like, Hey, I'd rather work seven to eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. You know maybe do a half day on Friday or whatever it is. So I, I think it works differently for everyone, but I just think you got to meet the employee where they are. I agree with that. I do think it's interesting. I like that people obviously are trying to figure out how we can do stuff better, what needs to be done and what are we just doing because we're doing, I do believe that by doing less, you can have a much larger output, but I agree. I don't think it's necessarily a one size fits all or no. like, this is the answer. But it is, I don't know. I just enjoy seeing stuff like this and too. trying to figure it out and figure out how we can do something better than we've done it before. It's also weird. Like we are, as Americans, we work so much longer and harder than pretty oh, most yeah. of the world. I would say outside of like China and Japan, maybe. Which, exactly. Yeah. But like if we're going to Europe, Europe. or yeah. going to Scandinavian countries, it's not even close. Exactly. I would be a big proponent of a four-day work week meetings and things that are like actual obligations. Yeah. And then the fifth day is almost like a choose your own adventure where you're saying that it, yeah. it's customizable. Like if you wanna get everything in on those four days, you do that. If you wanna just have a day that's blocked off and you know you're never gonna get scheduled something here to get the work done, or you wanna flex that and you wanna do that on Saturday instead of Friday, where there's only four days that you know you have to be a certain place at a certain time, that could be really interesting too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Anyway. Moving on to the Florida Man Challenge. I just, I, I'm starting to get nervous. Yeah, because you're four, <laughs> you're four and four, right? Yeah, four, four, four. Oh yeah, four for four. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to remember which one he said. Uh, didn't. 
But how are you feeling? We'll, we'll do good, a little check-in. To be honest, I'm not feeling good. With do you this think one. I'm going to get in your head? You've already got it in my head. The last one you really got in my head. So now it's like, are you doing psychology? Are you doing reverse psychology? Are you doing reverse, reverse, reverse psychology? I like, told you my one goal with this is just to make you a basket case. Oh I want to live gosh. in your head rent-free. Well, go ahead. We'll All see. right. Story number one. In Orlando, a Florida man was outraged when there wasn't an available spot in the two-story parking garage where he wanted to park. The man drove around the garage twice more before parking his truck sideways, blocking the entrance and the exit. He climbed out of his truck and grabbed a machete and began to slash at least one tire on every vehicle in the garage. The man was spotted on his rampage by bystanders and police were called. Police arrived quickly, but by the time they could stop the man, he had slashed tires on over 50 vehicles. These are just insane. Story number two. In Tampa Bay, a Florida man suspected that his neighbor had stolen his lawnmower, so he decided to take the matters into his own hands. Mm. The man walked next door and tried to pour gasoline through a cracked window in his neighbor's Corvette. When that didn't work, he opened the door and dumped gasoline on the driver's seat and ignited it with a lighter. When the neighbors saw what he had done, they rushed out and were able to extinguish the fire with a garden hose. Both of these are insane. One of them's real, though. So one of them, a guy got mad there's no parking spots and slashed 50 tires. 50 tires. The other one, someone takes his lawnmower, so he sets his Corvette on fire? Oh, my gosh. You know what? You know what I'm thinking? And this just this is impromptu. Okay, right? let's go. Let's go. I think Prince, Little Red Corvette. Uh-huh. You know how he says little red Corvette? It just came to my head. Uh-huh. Right? So I think story two is true. That's wild. That's what you thought of. It's true. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> that's how it's said. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta get, get out of your mind. You got the dude, only way to I combat got, my mental game is for you to get out of your mind. I got out of my mind and into my gut, and my uh, gut chose story number two based on Prince's song Little Red Corvette. That's insane. Wow. I'm very confused in this story, the real story, that he tried to throw it through a cracked window and there's like, oh, let me just open the door. <laughs> like, what? Huh. I guess he didn't want, like, I guess his fingerprints on the door. Maybe. I guess. Yeah. And then the article said that I, this, I didn't put this in the story because I didn't understand it, but he said that the fire wasn't big enough, so he closed the door. <laughs> I'm like, was. Was he Dude, was like, oh, it's not big enough. I'm just going to close it, it and then put was it, it out. Was it too or, much wind? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what was happening, but. Wow. These weirdos in Florida just Sometimes keep getting you weirder. Sometimes you got to trust your gut, Joe. So for five people for listening. <laughs> you're five for four. For people listening, in case you don't remember from the beginning, all of these stories that are true are something that happened in the seven dates of the last week. Yep. So at some point in history. So it's not like I'm just pulling from archives of all the Florida stories. And in the last seven dates that happened, like the last week at any point in history, there were so many stories I could have chosen from. Really? I, like, I was like, is this even the craziest one? Wow. Yeah. Dude, I, so, I, I really enjoy this Florida Man segment. It's something. But you want to go first on the growth mindset for the week? Yes. Growth mindset is to work out at Gold Gym with Joe. Mm. I've done a pretty good job, like staying active and staying fit like just with running and activities like tennis and stuff. But I could feel my muscles shrinking to a point where I feel like, you know, when you put spinach, right? 
in a pan or in a pot and it, and it shrinks. Gets wilty. Yeah, it gets yeah. wilty and it shrinks. Mm -hmm. Those are that's what my muscles are doing. Atrophy. Yes. <laughs> There's a name for it. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting wilty and shrinking. Oh, so I like it. I also feel like I am just I could get blown over by a three mile an hour wind. So it's a tough place to my be. My growth mindset is to get stronger physically and mentally. But Dude, mentally I'm pumped is about this because I just I had a buddy that I worked with in 2019, worked out with in 2019. Uh, and then that stopped when COVID hit. Yeah. And I haven't had anyone to consistently work mm -hmm. out with. So yeah. I'm pumped about that. Yeah. Mine, well, first of all, update on my last week. I feel like we should give little updates. I was trying to do a little bit of calendar blocking. I oh, kind yeah. of did it a little bit, mostly failed, which is fine. But leading to this week, I've, I think that I'm in too much of a productivity mindset of just like trying to better myself and everything. And I think that it's, it tends to then look like doing better at work, accomplishing more things or like yep. checking boxes and stuff. Those are valuable to me, but those aren't the most important things in life or what I really want my life to yeah. be about. And so my one for this week is a little bit of a reset and I just want to do a better job of texting friends when I think about them or call oh, them or cool. text them. Yeah. It's just like someone, I, I've gone through seasons where I do do this better and someone will just pop in my mind. I'm like, just shoot them a text. And because uh, it's it, like, if friendships, if relationships, and that's what I say is most important in my life, then why don't I try to do more of that? That's cool. Uh, yeah. So just that's more calling. More call or like sometimes calling is a lot. And so like, if it's calling, just shoot think, them a text yeah, or just yeah. something, uh, to engage with people in a way that I wouldn't have done the week before. It's kind of my yeah. goal. So yeah. I went ahead and kind of pivoted end of last week to start doing that. Cool, man. Well, keep me so. updated on that. I think my last week was journaling. Yeah, did I you just, journal? No. Nice. Dude, I uh I I did some reading, but journaling, I gosh, it's just I don't know why. The barrier to entry for journaling for oh, me. Oh, I haven't even so pretended like tough. I want to make that a goal because but it I feels think like it's such a big so barrier. effective. It is, but there's a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's That'll a lot of feelings and emotions that would come out. On your diary, does does it have a little heart lock that you can open? Kind of. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Draft. Late night snacks. Mm. Little snacks. I think my, snacks. my list is pretty weird. I believe that. Yeah. Most of yours are. <laughs> yeah, we'll first, see. You got first pick, though, because I'm so, so much better than you. This is my first pick, and this has been consistent for Christian Mosier. It's ice cream, isn't it? No. You th I knew you were going to think Dang. that. It's not. This has been consistent for Christian Mosher since I was a little kid. What is it? Cereal. No! I no! love a 9 p.m. cereal. I absolutely love it. I love like O's, just like the honey O's. I love Frosted Flakes. I love Cocoa Pebbles. Um, I mean, I... <laughs> Cereal's my thing. I That's my cereal. number one pick. <laughs> Got I don't know how to recover from yeah, this. Yeah, dude, I, I, looking back in my life, I have, I mean, seriously, it's been consistent. I just love cereal. And I love milk. I just realized I, I screamed in the middle of an office building, too. So That's fine. Who cares? Did you pay enough money here? Um, Who do you know here? Anyway, cereal. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was my number one pick. I'm so shook right now. Man, that's been... If anyone asks, like, you can have three meals for the rest of your life, three, anything, it's always cereal for me. Yeah, cereal's so good. Mm. And you could just, it's like so many, like, variations. Yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I haven't had that in a while, but mm. just enjoy Okay. 
I'm so defeated right now. <laughs> Pick number one for me. I'm just going to do cookie dough. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like straight raw? Yeah, straight raw cookie dough. Gosh. And don't try to do one of those safe to eat edible cookie doughs without it. It's got to be regular cookie dough, like Toll House, whatever. You ever got hurt? Nah, dude. You have a strong stomach, don't you? Once I drank three raw eggs. I'm just I wanted to go Rocky style, so I just put them in a glass and just drank them. How'd it feel? Kind of gross. Yeah. The yolks were tough, not going to lie. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh, right. I can't believe you got yeah. cereal. Well, suck on that, Joe. But number two for me is the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it is chocolate ice cream, man. Oh. It is brownie chocolate, cookie dough. Dude, the more chocolate, the better. Mm. Okay, I'm going to do popcorn. Okay. But specifically, I'm going to do Boom Chicka Pop. Have you had that? Oh. It's like healthy. No, I Kettle haven't. corn, it is kettle addictive. Bomb. Yeah. It's bomb kettle corn. Yeah. You want to cuddle and, and eat some of that? Yeah. Watch Outer Banks, <laughs> season three, for the rewatch. So three, I'm going to go with, once again, just a staple. And, and I almost put this too, PB&J. Mm. I love late night PB&Js. Like a nine o'clock PB&J. I just like PB&Js all the time. Your list is just so good. PB&Js are just so good, man. Gosh, I could eat seriously three a day. That's, yeah, those are, I mean, you've got ice cream cereal and PB&Js right now. This is Actually, my list might not be that weird. Okay, mine's going to go, I'm going to go peanut butter, banana, and honey. Yeah, I figured you'd say something like that. Yeah, 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 like PB&J, just one of those, like some kind of peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, I like that. That's pick number three. All right, so for me, it's going to be the Captain... Wafers, cream cheese, and chives crackers as a late night snack. Yeah, I love like after dinner. If I'm still kind of hungry, it depends. Yeah, like if I have like a big dinner, probably not. But if I have a kind of more, I guess, a lighter dinner, and I want something like a decent, heavier snack, I'll eat those. Okay, I'm gonna do cheez its. The, mm. the bland snack. I was gonna say that those are just a great year round one. You were gonna say that, but actually, like toasty. the white cheese or the okay, like yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So cheese, it's gonna be number four for yep. me. And round out for me, number five mm-hmm. is the flavor blasted goldfish. And uh, I, I will huh? say, last couple of years, I haven't been as good as eating. Yep. I haven't been as good as eating. I haven't been good at mm, eating words these yes. goldfish. But high school, even college. Those, those are so good. I agree with yeah. that. I tend to eat normal goldfish more than the flavor blasted Gosh, these days. you're just a bland person, aren't you? What else do you do that's just cookie cutter? But no, no. Lot? what I'm meaning is like, normally that's what I just, I guess we get, but I really love the flavor blast. Gotcha. Whenever you get the extra cheddar. Yeah. All right. Pick number five. I'm going to do an apple with peanut butter. Oh, that's good. That's a healthy snack. Somewhat. Yeah. Gosh, so. that just reminded me, I really want to give a Chick-fil-A now. I don't know. I, I kind of do too. Craving, but anyway, that was episode nine. Nueve, nueve. Uh, you, did you say answers. that at the beginning? I did. Ah, uh, thought you. You forgot. tried. You tried to take my thunder, but I snuck it in. <laughs> you tried to overpower me in the beginning, but uh, I snuck in nueve. As always, you best believe. If you are following the show and like it, and don't mind leaving some ratings, that would be huge. Yeah. You don't even have reviews would be awesome, but yeah. I don't like leaving reviews, so I don't want to ask you to leave reviews if you yeah. don't like leaving reviews. Mm-hmm. But if you could just tap five stars, that would be awesome. Yeah. And then if you could share with a friend or two, that'd yeah. be even every even more friend, awesome. every friend you share with, we are going to give you six hundred dollars from one draft amateurs. Yeah. Once again, Christian does not speak for me, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about this bank account we haven't made yet. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, episode nine, peace. Peace.